everybody. Welcome to week 15 of Studs and Duds Sports Fantasy Football Coverage. AJ back with Gorilla uh, to break down all the week 15 action for you. And we're going to mix it up for you this week. Rather than talk about every game, because some games aren't worth talking about, we are just going to talk about uh, more of the daily side of things and give you our picks for uh, starts and sits for most price tiers. So, Gorilla, uh, how's everything going this week? Uh, it's going pretty good. And, and you're right, there's a lot of games that we've seen, uh, especially this week, that we wouldn't touch with uh, fantasy. That We wouldn't go nowhere near fantasy for any real position. So, really, what's the point in going over going over it <laughs> that's right we uh we both kind of made a decision we're gonna talk more about the the guys that you actually want to play in fantasy rather than talk about games that have no fantasy relevance so um gorilla why don't you kick us off let's talk about a quarterback that you would pay up for this week in fantasy well i'm kind of going somewhere that i normally wouldn't go when i'm talking quarterbacks here especially paying up for quarterbacks yeah, it's rare to take a Thursday quarterback and pay up for him, but I'm going to do that with Justin Herbert this week. He's 8,200 in your daily leagues. He's going against the Kansas City Chiefs secondary that has been really suspect to pass. They give up a lot of yards in the air. They give a lot, a lot of touchdowns uh, in the passing game. They, they give up a lot of points to opposing quarterbacks in this one. Uh, I look for this game to be a shootout. Even though it's a Thursday night game, it's a good division matchup. I like Justin Herbert. I think he's going to be an absolutely fantastic play, uh, assuming your league does Thursdays for their daily needs. Yeah, um, I, I like Herbert as well. I think he's uh... – I mean, obviously, he tore apart the Jets last week. Or, not the Jets, the Giants last week. They're almost the same thing. But uh, he tore apart the Giants last week. We saw, you know, his accuracy on some of those deep balls, uh, which is where Kansas City kind of falls apart. So, I really like uh, Herbert to have, like, a a big, big week on Thursday. Um, I like Kyler Murray on Sunday. uh, And I'll tell you why. He's 5-0 on the road this season. Uh, he missed a couple of games when he was injured. So the the Cardinals are actually 7-0 on the road, but he's 5-0 on the road. He has a passer rating of 120.5, which is 50 points higher than his home. He has 12 passing touchdowns and four rushing touchdowns. So he has 16 touchdowns uh, in five games. That's averaging over three touchdowns per game. Uh, I mean, he's just a way better road player right now. And he plays against the Detroit team that's giving up almost 28 points a game. So they're going to score four touchdowns with James Conner being banged up. They're unsure of what they're doing with Chase Edmonds in the backfield. Those touchdowns have to come from somewhere. So if Kyler Murray's not throwing the football, it's going to come from his legs. What do you think? It's it's weird, but I actually disagree with you, sort of. I think Kyler Murray's going to have a great game. I think he's going to put up good fantasy numbers, and I think he's guaranteed to get your uh, because you, whenever you're drafting a team of these daily leagues, you want to aim for twenty at least 20 points out of your players. I think Kyler Murray is going to get that 20 points. My one reason for going against Kyler Murray is he's 8,800. I think there's other quarterbacks in the NFL that are cheaper than him that are going to get their 20 points and leave you more room to pay up at other positions where their drop-off may be a little more severe. As my, I, I do think Kyler Murray is going to have a fantastic game. I just think you can get the same 
right uh, same value for something cheaper this week. Oh yeah, I mean that's for sure. Uh, I mean it, I'm the same way with Justin Herbert, but if you do want to pay up, those are two definitely good options for you. Now let's talk about some mid-tier quarterbacks, some guys that are you know less than 8K, but not like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, Gorilla, who do you like in that mid-tier price range? I, I'm going to your beloved Philadelphia Eagles, actually, and going with Jalen Hurts. Uh, I know he's been a little bit banged up. Uh, there's no reason why he shouldn't be playing against the Washington football team. The Washington football team is 31st against uh, at giving up fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So, uh, I mean, everything screams, hey, Philly's going to be putting up good numbers in the air in this one. Washington does a good job stopping the run, so Philly's going to be forced to throw the ball. By volume play alone, it's going to make Jalen Hurts a really good option at quarterback this week. Yeah, I like that option as well. Um, Hurts is a little bit more pricey than my pick this week, but with all of the COVID, uh, <laughs> the the players on Washington with COVID, I think uh, we were looking at it earlier, they have 30 guys that are on injured reserve or the COVID list right now, including a bunch of starters uh, on defense and offense. So uh, Philadelphia could easily... Uh, put up a ton of points this week. And if they're going to put up points, Hertz is the main beneficiary there. So I definitely like him. Uh, but my mid-tier quarterback is going to be Dak Prescott at 7,500 on FanDuel. Uh, look, I mean, it's too cheap for Dak. I, that offense is way too good. I know Dak's been kind of slumping the last couple of weeks, but the Giants defense, like I said uh, earlier with, when we were talking about Justin Herbert, like Herbert torched them last week and his receivers, he didn't even have Keenan Allen last week. Like they're... <laughs> Um, that secondary is terrible. I mean, guys like Josh Palmer were getting deep on the Giants secondary. So uh, you can't tell me that Dak Prescott at 7,500 isn't a fantastic value. Uh, the Giants are giving up just under 90 fantasy points a week to opposing quarterbacks. So this really, this has to be a good game for Dak. I mean, this is a great, even though it's a, a road game for him, it's got to be a great, you know, get healthy game for Dak. What, what do you think on that? Oh, I, I love the Dak Prescott play. I, honestly, when I was looking at mid-tier quarterbacks, I was torn between Hurts and Prescott. Uh, I really think both of them are absolutely fantastic options. Both of them are going to get you what you need fantasy-wise. Uh, and, and again, yeah, I I love the Dak Prescott and I love the Jalen Hurts plays. I think those are two absolutely fantastic options at quarterback for your teams that are going to be significantly cheaper than our uh, Herbert and Murray picks. All right, let's go with our super saver picks. So let's let's uh, scrape the bottom of the barrel price wise and see who we come up with. Uh, who who do you like scraping the bottom of the barrel I, that could still I, get I you a good believe, fifteen? I to can't 20. believe it here. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm saying Matt Ryan for the Atlanta Falcons. Wow, he's only sixty five. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. But hear me out. Hear me out. I know this is a little bit like. What? And, and really, this is a, a roll of the dice play. He's playing against the San Francisco 49ers team in San Francisco. But the San Francisco team has been suspect to games in the air. They have been known to end up in shootouts. Now, Atlanta has absolutely no defense whatsoever. And San Francisco is going to have no issues putting up points in this game. I'm expecting them to put a good points in this game. But when that happens, uh, Atlanta's going to be forced to throw the ball. They really don't have much of a running game right now. I mean, Cordell Patterson's kind of a running back, kind of a wide receiver. He catches a lot of passes out of the backfield, which benefits Matt Ryan as well. 
looking for the volume play alone, Matt Ryan's going to be throwing the ball probably nine out of 10 plays in this football game. By that statistic alone, Matt Ryan is sure to put up at least some decent number in fantasy. Uh, yeah, I don't mind the Matt Ryan play. Um, I San Francisco is a really weird defense, and I think they play better at home. So overall, with Matt Ryan, uh, uh, you can take a shot on him, I guess, if you're looking. I mean, he's he's safe to get you that 15 points. So if you're, and that's really all you're looking for out of that 6K, 6,500 kind of quarterback is to get that 15 points. But I, I think he's not really going to get you 20. Uh, my super saver quarterback is going to be the same quarterback, but in well, same game, different quarterback on the other side of the field is Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he's 6,700 on FanDuel. He doesn't have a high fantasy ceiling. He's going to max out around 25 points. He's done it twice so far this year. But he's, his fantasy floor is right around 15 anyways. He doesn't really score under 15 points. So uh, he gets the second-worst fantasy defense because opposing quarterbacks. And Garoppolo has Debo Samuel back healthy. His running backs seem to be getting healthy. Uh, George Kittle has like reemerged as a monster tight end threat. So this offense is dangerous. Jimmy Garoppolo is a nice, safe, cheap play this week if you want to save money and pay up elsewhere. Um, what are your thoughts on that one, Gorilla? Well, I, I like Jimmy G. I, I mean, I, I even said what I was talking about Matt Lyon. San Francisco is going to have no issues putting up points. I mean, Debo Samuel is healthy, is, is 100% going into this game. And when he's healthy, that passing offense is spectacular. Uh, they make it an absolutely great, great duel there. I like the Jimmy G play. I, I do think San Francisco is going to put up a lot of points in that game. I have a feeling uh, that that's not a good game if you're a, if you're a defensive football fan. But I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in that game. I think that's a that there, there are some really good potential fantasy players in that game as a, as a whole. All right, Gorilla, why don't you tell me which quarterback you think in the top tier is overpriced this week? Oh, it's easy, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs passing offense has really struggled in recent weeks. Uh, Hill and Kelsey are both averaging less than 10 fantasy points a week. That's like unheard of if you would have said that at the beginning of the season or any time in the last couple seasons. But Patrick Mahomes, it's the Chiefs seem to be in some sort of a free fall. Uh, the Chargers secondary is decent, they do a good job. Uh, They'll, with a bend, not break type of defense where you can get down the field on them, but they don't give up a lot of touchdowns in the air to uh, to opposing teams. I'm not a fan of Patrick Mahomes at 8,300. Both of the if you're looking to spend up at quarterback, both Murray and Herbert are much better expensive options than Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is way overpriced this week for uh, for what he's doing and where he's at in this season of the NFL. Yeah, actually, uh, Mahomes was my overpriced pick this week as well. I mean, in his last five weeks, he's had three games under 15 points, one barely 20-point game and one 36-point game. Uh, At 8,300 on FanDuel, you need him to put up 25 points to be worth his price. So you need him to 3x on his salary, and he's not going to hit three times his salary when his highest game in the last five weeks is 36 points. Now, he did put up 25 points against the Chargers last time they played, but they were at home, 
the Chargers had injuries, and he still threw two interceptions, and that was before their offense kind of fell apart. It was early in the season when uh, the Chiefs were, like, on a roll to start the season. So definitely Mahomes this week I'm avoiding. I think uh, he's not a good – he's not a safe play at all. I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes and Garoppolo put up similar numbers this week. And for the 1800 difference and uh, $1,800 savings difference you're going to get there, or $1,300 savings difference you're going to get there, I, I would rather have Garoppolo. Uh, Gorilla, who do you like as your mid-tier kind of dud this week? Who are you? What quarterback on this slate are you completely avoiding? Oh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson from the Baltimore Ravens. He's at 7700 which is a little bit pricey considering, well, he's not practicing right now with a sprained ankle. While the Ravens do feel optimistic that he will be playing, you will probably see significantly less running out of Lamar Jackson. Now, what makes Lamar Jackson just a valuable fantasy quarterback is that the rushing yards he adds on to his passing yards uh, when he's playing. If he's eliminating those rushing yards, he's definitely not worth 7700 And they're going against Green Bay. Green Bay is a fantastic secondary that is ranked fourth in fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. I wouldn't trust him if he was healthy in this game. And then them to him being hurt on top of it, this is not a good game for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, well, I agreed on that one. Uh, Lamar as an injured Lamar, you're going to lose the, you know, fan, part of his, what makes him a safer play in fantasy with his rushing ability. Uh, you know, if his ankle is banged up, he's not going to be running as much. You know, we know that he's had some good passing games when he's forced to throw the football, but this is just not a good week for him. Um, my mid-tier dud this week is going to be Derek Carr. Uh, four of his last six games are under 15 fantasy points. He's 7,500 on FanDuel this week, so his price is still pretty pretty high, but, uh, you know... I. He has to hit 25 points, which is the max he's hit so far this season anyways, for him to kind of pay off. And I, I don't see him doing that against this Cleveland defense, right? Seventh and passing defense, um, uh, you know, plus there's probably going to be some weather. We know the Browns are going to really slow it down and run the football in this game. So Carr's opportunities are going to be limited. You know, we know the Browns like to play ball control offense. They like to run the football. They're going to be out in the cold in Cleveland. I just don't see Carr... Uh, I see him closer to 15, maybe under than I do hitting that 25 point ceiling. What are uh, what do you like or what do you think about Derek Carr this week? Uh, no, yeah, I agree. I don't think Derek Carr's really that great an offensive quarterback. Uh, this game, it's it's supposed to be pretty nasty in Cleveland uh, weather wise. Come this game, I know it's it's only Wednesday that can change between now and then. But if that's the case, this game is going to be played much more on the ground. The passing game is going to be much smaller on both sides of the ball. So uh, I I just don't think anything really goes in Carr's favor for this game. I'm looking for this game to be a much more grinding out type of game, which really benefits Cleveland and really benefits more of a run game than a passing game. I think Derek Carr, well, he may put up some fantasy points. He's not going to be worth his value on FanDuel or DraftKings or really any of those. All right, let's move on to our running back starters and sits this week. Um, Gorilla, who is one running back that you're going to pay up for this week? Well, we actually we were just talking about the game with the Browns and Raiders, and I have a feeling you're you're headed in a similar direction here. 
it's hard not to go Nick Chubb. Uh, a game that has lousy weather, you rely on a running back. Nick Chubb is healthy. Nick Chubb is is really, really putting up good numbers. The Raiders defense really struggles against the run on a game that is going to be high-volume rushing. It's hard not to go Nick Chubb. He's he's a safe play every single week. He's healthy. It's 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 hard not to say Nick Chubb is going to be an absolute beast this week. Yeah, I really like Nick Chubb this week as well. Um, you know, he gets a defense against with Vegas that's giving up fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. We know Kareem Hunt is hurt again, which means spot Chubb's going to get an increased volume. We know, as we just talked about with uh, Derek Carr. Uh, is that the Browns like to run that ball control offense. They're a run-first offense. They're going to be playing with a lead, which means positive game script for Nick Chubb here. So you really can't go wrong with him either. Um, my other my other running back that I was considering paying up for um, before the injury news came out was James Conner. So it's definitely something to monitor as the week goes on, especially since Cliff Kingsbury came out this week and said that uh, he probably gave James Conner too much work in Chase Edmonds' absence. But you really can't ignore the production that James Conner has had over the last few weeks. And that matchup against the Lions defense, giving up the third most fantasy points to the position, is really something to monitor. So I would definitely look at James Conner or Chase Edmonds um, and and see where that goes as the week goes on. It's definitely a situation I'm going to monitor because that's a game script that I really like, and it's a game in, in itself that I really like. Um, Gabrilla, what do you think about James Conner and that Chase Edmonds situation? I, I, I think it's something – it's going to be a game-time decision. I'm not saying it's a bad play because I think that James Conner could be an absolutely fantastic running back if the script is right, if he's getting the start and Chase Edmonds is not around just yet, I think James Conner is an absolutely fantastic play because this is one where the Cardinals will probably jump up to a big lead and the game through full favor, James Conner. But again, with the injury, with a possible return of Edmonds, there's a lot of question marks going into this game. If that's the way you want to go, have a backup plan before the week starts, before the game starts on Sunday. That way you can have some sort of a, you, you have a safety net and things don't go your way. Yeah, I completely agree. It's definitely a situation to monitor, but, uh, you know, if it does come down to a game time decision, just make sure that you've got a second, uh, a secondary option there as well. Uh, let's talk about some mid-tier running backs. Gorilla, who do you like in that mid-tier price range? I cannot believe he is as cheap as he is. I'm talking about Big Z. He is only 6700 and FanDuel. That is like, and he's going against the Giants who get torched, who have been getting torched against the opposing offenses in the last few weeks for 6,700. It, it's a steal. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it really is a perfect matchup for him, a game where Dak Prescott and them are probably going to put up a lead uh, early on this one. And then Big Zeke is just going to run the ball all over him as he often does against the Giants. He, he's notoriously good against the Giants. It's hard not to go after him when you see he's 6,700. AJ, what do you think of Big Z? Um, I think I like his price this week. I think he is underpriced, um, and he did put out 25 points against the Giants earlier this year when Dallas was at home. Uh, if there's any type of weather, wind, whatever in this game, then Zeke is going to be absolutely uh, a monster. 
My problem with Big Zeke is that he's really touchdown dependent. Um, so you really kind of have to hope that Dak Prescott, when he hits those wide receivers, they get tackled on like the two a couple of times, and then that Zeke can punch it in for him to really have a monster game. I think the the scoring will be there. The opportunities should be there for Dallas. So I, I do like that play. Um, my mid-tier running back is going to be Daryl Henderson Jr. Assuming he clears COVID protocol, which he should uh, for the Rams, he gets a divisional matchup against Seahawks. Uh, again, he should be cleared from that COVID protocol. Seahawks are giving up 26.5 points a game to opposing running backs. Uh, this is <laughs> That is second only to the Jets. Um, and as long as Daryl Henderson is cleared from COVID protocol. I don't see Sony Michelle uh, stealing too much work from him. Um, Sony Michelle's been okay in Daryl Henderson absence, but I really think uh, that they're going to rely on the run game this week, and Daryl Henderson's going to be the main beneficiary there. Uh, what do you think about the Rams running back situation this week, Gorilla? No, I, I love Henderson, assuming he, he uh, passes COVID protocol, which I don't see any reason why he shouldn't, but still, that's another thing to look at. The Seahawks defense is really, really uh, interesting in that they do such a fantastic job at stopping the pass game and absolutely horrible at stopping the run. So the game script for LA, if they're going into this running sort of smart, is going to be a very run-heavy offense with uh, utilizing a lot of play action to try to open things up for Matt Stafford a little bit. Anytime you want to establish play action, you have to run the ball first so that they butt on the play action. If not, it's kind of a waste. If that's the case, you're going to see a lot of volume for Henderson, uh, assuming he clears COVID protocol. I think that's an absolutely fantastic play. But again, it's something to be watching as the week goes on. If you're going to take some of these COVID players, make sure they're uh, make sure they're they're doing their make sure they're doing what they need to do here and, and they're healthy to play before you start them. Yeah, I know uh, Henderson was ruled out just before the Monday night game. So uh, now we're here at Wednesday. So he sh- we should hear some news on that shortly. Uh, the other one, the other thing that I really like about uh, Henderson this week is he tested positive for COVID, you know, like I said, earlier in the week. Uh, and after the Monday night game, so yesterday on Tuesday is when Odell Beckham tested positive for COVID. So if COVID is running through that wide receiver room, that means they're, possibly without Odell this week. They could be without, you know, imagine if Cooper Cup comes out with COVID or test positive. I mean, that's now you're really relying on that running game to score points in LA. So that's a, that could be a monster play. Uh, Gavrilla, who do you like? Let's go with our super saver at running back. Who do you like scraping the bottom of the barrel to put up some big points this week? Now, when you think of fantasy games and you're talking about scraping the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> you want to talk about the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, there's fantasy options in a game where the game doesn't matter. It's like whose line is it anyways, kind of. Uh, James Robinson is 6,300. Now, the Houston Texans defense is absolutely horrible, and their offense is horrible, too. So they give up a lot of points and don't score any. So this is a perfect game to spend some money on James Robinson for the Jacksonville Jaguars and see what he can do. It's a great cheap option. Honestly, in my first draft that I have, I'm using him in my flex because I I just think it's going to be a good play. I think he's the only real safe bet if you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan uh, fantasy-wise 
I, I think it's going to get a lot of a lot of volume in this game here because I don't really trust that passing game in Jacksonville, and I don't think Jacksonville really trusts their passing game. So look for him to be running the ball just about every play. AJ, what do you think of James Robinson? I like James Robinson this week. I actually have thought about starting him as well. Um, he has a great matchup against Houston, and you're right. It, the only thing that scares me about James Robinson is last week he had six carries for four yards. Uh, and and I kind of talked about him last week when I dudded him, is he's kind of in the doghouse with Urban Meyer. Now, the players don't like Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer seems to not like his players very much, so I don't see that situation really going anywhere after the season. I think Urban Meyer is going to get fired uh, sooner rather than later, later for Jacksonville. I really don't see him getting a second season there. But uh, that being said, I know uh, their star quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, has spoken out and said, hey, look, James Robinson is a monster piece of our offense. He's super talented. He needs to get the ball more. And you can't bench him for fumbling. I mean, you just can't take that guy off the field. We don't have anyone else that can play running back that's even worth it. So when your quarterback is sticking up for you, it kind of it should get you out of the doghouse. But just that the volume he got last week and the fact that Urban Meyer seems to not like him very much kind of shies me away from him a little bit. Um, My super saver this week, speaking of scraping the bottom of the barrel, I'm going all the way down to the bottom to the New York Jets. And I'm going to pull up Michael Carter. Uh, Michael Carter is coming off of injured reserve this week. He's super cheap at 5,900. So that's 400 less than James Robinson. He has a great matchup against the Dolphins. Carter gets involved in the passing game as well. And if he gets you 10 points at 5,900, he's paid off. And he's gotten 10 points in six of his last seven games. And the seventh game, he was well on his way until he got hurt in the third quarter against the Dolphins. He had, they're playing the Dolphins again this week. Uh, Michael Carter got hurt early in the third quarter last time they played the Dolphins. He had nine carries for 63 yards, and he had two catches for two yards in that game at that point. That's only halfway through the game. He was on pace for 18 and 120, possibly a touchdown. I mean, that's definitely going to pay off for 5,900. We know the production is there because the Jets don't have anyone else to run the football. So where do you think uh, – I mean, I know it's Miami, and I, they're probably going to be playing from behind, but the fact that he's involved in the passing game doesn't really shy me away from him at all. Really, what do you think about Michael Carter? No, it's it- – it's not a it's not a bad pick at all, and and brings up an interesting point that when we're looking at these games with uh, teams that aren't really playoff teams, uh, Houston, Jacksonville, Jets, even the Dolphins, the chances of them making it are pretty slim at this point in time. Uh, there are fantasy options on these teams still. Just because your team isn't winning games or isn't the big favorite doesn't mean that there aren't fantasy options on that team. You got to look at it as an individual player situation, not just say, well, that team, that team's going to lose. So I'm never going to go near them for a fantasy pick because I mean, I don't think the Jets are going to beat the Dolphins, but I think it's a fantastic fantasy play. Yeah. I mean, even if they score two touchdowns, you can assume Michael Carter is going to get one of them. Right. Because I mean, really who else do the Jets have? And, And as horrible as that sounds, that's, True, the Jets really don't have a whole lot of a whole lot of weapons, a whole lot of options. So uh, they got to utilize the few they have. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's move on to our overpriced. Who's your overpriced running back this week, Gorilla? Well, Najee Harris or Trent Richardson 2.0. Uh, 
Uh, he's 8,800. The Tennessee, I guess he's playing a home game, but the Tennessee Titans are the second ranked defense against running backs. Uh, it's very, Najee Harris, well, he has been averaging 16 to 20 yard uh, fantasy points a game at 8,800. You'd want to expect him to go over 25 points in fantasy. And I just don't think he's going to do that as me and AJ have already listed six, six uh, running backs who are cheaper than Najee Harris, who are definitely going to put up more fantasy points than he hit. He is at 8,800. It's way, way too expensive to go Najee Harris against the Tennessee Titans stout run defense. Yeah, I agree. So Najee Harris is the beneficiary of uh, volume and he's always been the beneficiary of volume, but here's Najee Harris's game totals point wise for this season. Okay. So Najee Harris last week against Minnesota, he had a good week. He had two touchdowns, 20 carries, 94 yards, had just under 24 FanDuel points. The week before that, 13.2 against Baltimore at Cincinnati on the road, 5.2. Chargers, 14.4 at versus Detroit, 15.3, 15.3 against Chicago, 19 and a half against Cleveland, 21, a couple of 21 point games, 18, 21, 16, and five. So, you're looking at him to hit 25 points in this game to pay off his salary. If you want him to hit 25 to pay off his salary, you're stretching because he hasn't hit 25 points yet this season. And he's playing the number two fantasy defense because pulling running backs, as Gorilla had already mentioned, the Titans. Uh, Najee Harris is also my overpriced running back this week. I'm absolutely avoiding him. This is not a guy that I'm going to play. Uh, Gorilla, who is your mid-tier dud this week? And actually, instead of mid-tier dud, I'm going to bottom of the barrel dud in this one. And it seems like, well, it may seem at first thought like it's an all right idea. It isn't. I'm talking about Devontae Freeman for the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, he's only 5,900, but he's playing against the Green Bay Packers. There's a reason he's only 5,900. Really, Baltimore does not utilize their running backs in any sort of consistent manner. I'm looking for Green Bay to have a lead here. Lamar Jackson be forced to throw the ball. Devontae Freeman, I, he's just going to be an afterthought of this one. Uh, well, he may he may get up to eight, nine, maybe ten points. That's not a chance I'm willing to take when there's other great, cheap running back options this week. I'm not a fan of Devontae Freeman. What do you think of that play? Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Devontae Freeman. The things that are in his favor is that Lamar Jackson is banged up. So uh, rather than Lamar Jackson stealing carries uh, from him, you just have to worry about DeMarco Murray stealing carries from Devontae Freeman. So, again, I still don't really like it. Uh, DeMarco Murray's the goal line back there. Devontae Freeman's kind of the between the 20s and the passing down guy. So the game script should favor Baltimore having to throw the football, which means Freeman should be on the field more. But I don't like uh, that game in general for Baltimore. So I'm going to avoid Freeman. Uh, my mid-tier dub this week is going to be Melvin Gordon. He's 7,000 on FanDuel. Um, Gordon and Javante Williams both had monster weeks last week. And both are – they're still splitting carries. I have no idea why because Javante Williams, uh, <laughs> he's he took over when Melvin Gordon was out and put up 28 fantasy points. I mean, the guy is – Denver's running back of the future and I don't know why they keep splitting carries with him and Melvin Gordon like I get that Melvin Gordon still has a little bit left in the tank but you need to get your 
running back of the future more involved in the offense. We know Melvin Gordon is not going to be there next season. It's going to be the Javante Williams show. And Javante Williams next season is going to be like a top five fantasy running back. But they keep splitting carries with these guys. I'm not going to chase the points from last week. Both these guys put up 20 points last week. I'm not chasing the points. 7K is too much for these guys, especially when they're splitting work. And the uh, Cincinnati run defense is a tough matchup in general. The way to beat Cincinnati is to throw the football on them. And we saw that last week. So I'm not chasing the points here. I'm avoiding uh, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, actually. They're both 7K this week. I agree. You, you, you never, you never want to spend seven or higher on a why on a running back who's going to be splitting time evenly with another running back. It's just not a good idea. I mean, the other thing going against Melvin Gordon is right now he isn't practicing. He had, he hurt his thumb, and while he should be good for for Sunday, do you really want a chance at against the Cincy tough run defense? Uh, I, I don't like it either. I don't like going after running backs who split 50-50. I mean, if you have a guy that's maybe a third down back here or there, maybe you go after that running back then, but not, not a 50-50 split. You don't want to spend up to get that and never chase points. That's how you lose in fantasy. That's right. Now, if Melvin Gordon, if this thumb injury keeps Melvin Gordon out, I will start Javante Williams. If Javante Williams or Melvin Gordon is getting 100% of the carries, I'll take either one of them in this game. But I will not start them if they're both playing because they're not worth the salary if they're splitting the carries. So that's that's my opinion there. All right, let's move on to our wide receivers. Gorilla, uh, who are you paying up for? Who's the expensive wide receiver that you want to go get this week? Now, we've, we've talked about this game uh, – a lot, actually. Uh, I'm talking about Debo Samuel for the San Francisco 49ers. You really like Jimmy G uh, this week at quarterback. I And anytime Debo Samuel and Jimmy G are healthy, Debo puts up big numbers. They're playing against an Atlanta secondary that is god-awful. And this is an absolutely perfect week to go after Debo Samuel. If I'd be shocked if he doesn't put up at least 25 fantasy points in this one. Yep, that's right. I'm calling at least 25 out of Debo Samuel at wide receiver. This is the absolute perfect match for him to put up big numbers. Um, I like the matchup there. The only thing that scares me is that Debo in his last few weeks, and I'll talk about him later because I think I have him as my overpriced receiver, but the targets haven't been there. They've been using him as more of a running back kind of Cordero Patterson role. And the only thing that's really keeping his fantasy points afloat the last three weeks is his rushing touchdowns. But I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, I do like Devontae Adams, actually. Um, Devontae Adams is my payup option this week. He's 8,500 on FanDuel. He had a monster week uh, against uh, last week, and he's coming up on the Ravens' pass defense, uh, which is ravaged by injuries. Um, Adams has put up 25-plus points in two of his last three games. He's well worth it this week. He's absolutely going to dominate. And if he's going to put up 25 points at 8,500, I'll, I'll take him all day long. What do you think about Devontae Adams, Gorilla? I, I like Devontae Adams. I, I like that game fantasy-wise for the Packers, not for uh, not for the Ravens, but for the Packers. I think I think there's good options there. Uh, if you're looking at, at that game as far as fantasy goes, I think Green Bay is the way to go. I'm iffy on everything Baltimore about it, but I think Devontae Adams will put up decent numbers in that game. Uh, him and Aaron, when he's healthy on the field with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers always goes to him first. He is he is the number one receiver there. He is the 
top dog receiver there. Everybody else is kind of a can pick picks up his scraps. So volume alone says Devontae Adams is going to be a good play. Right, why don't you give me one mid-tier wide receiver that you like this week? Well, we've talked about the game a lot with Big Zeke and Dak Prescott. It's hard not to continue talking about it with CD Lamb. He's 7,400. Uh, he, I really think that's a great game for Dallas. I think it's an absolutely horrible matchup for the New York Giants. I think the Cowboys are going to run that score all over them. TD Lamb has been absolutely on fire lately. I'm looking for it to continue in a division matchup against a team that really, really struggles. What do you think of the CD Lamb play? Yeah, uh, CD Lamb was one of my mid tier butter receiver picks this week as well. He's only hit 15 points uh, in four of his last six games. Well, he's actually been shy of 15 points in four of his last six games, but that kind of coincides with that Dak Prescott kind of slump, which I think he's going to break out of this week. Giants are the fourth worst fantasy defense against opposing wide receivers. CeeDee Lamb has really taken over uh, for Amari Cooper as the number one guy there, and he's only getting better with uh, Michael Gallup being back in that lineup as well. So that's a guy that nobody really talks about, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup was out for most of the early part of the season with an injury. He's back, and which means CeeDee Lamb is forced into the slot where he gets the worst of the three corners to go up against now. So CeeDee Lamb is really uh, – you know, he, he benefits from a better matchup now, and he's the best receiver on that team. So uh, Dak, I think he's going to break out this week. I, I think uh, the Giants, like we have talked about, have been torched by Justin Herbert throwing deep balls on him last week, and that's where Lamb kind of excels. So I love to see the Lamb pick this week. You could honestly build a lineup around Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and CeeDee Lamb this week and have plenty of money to um, – and have plenty of money to kind of – you know, play around with the rest of your roster. Uh, Gorilla, give me another mid-tier wide receiver that you like this week. <laughs> yeah, building around the Dallas. It's almost like you just knew what I was going to do fantasy this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is a smart play this week. It really is 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 a good good uh, drafting method this week. But my uh, other mid-tier wide receiver, I'm headed to the Miami Dolphins. I'm going with Jalen Waddle. He's 7,100. He is definitely the go become the go-to receiver for Tua and that Miami offense. He he really seems to be every week he seems to be improving his game and getting a little bit better. I'm looking for that to continue against the Jets team that, well, really doesn't have a whole lot going for him right now. Looking for them to take advantage of that. I think there are fantasy options in this game, and I think Jalen Waddle is a great mid-tier fantasy option at wide receiver. What do you think of the Jalen Waddle play? Um, I love Jalen Waddle because of the volume, but with Devontae Parker back, uh, he's going to steal some of that volume away. Devontae Parker, before he got hurt, was kind of like getting eight targets a game from Tua. There's there's plenty of targets to go around between the two of them, but I think uh, Devontae Parker kind of hurts his value just a little bit. Uh, I do like, though, as my second mid-tier kind of receiver is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is 7,500 on FanDuel. If you need a receiver that's going to guarantee you 15 points every week that's Keenan Allen Keenan Allen has put up 15 points 15 or more points in four of his last six games his other two games were 12 points and 14 points so if you want somebody that's going to consistently give you good fantasy production and playing against Kansas City defense giving up 26.8 fantasy points a week to opposing wide receivers this is a guy that is way more steady and even than like Mike Williams, right? So of the two receivers that the Chargers have, 
Mike Williams is a deep ball threat. He's a guy that's going to get you five points or 25. Keenan Allen is going to get you a minimum of 15 every week. And that's what you want out of your receivers. If you can, if every single guy on your team can get you 15 plus points or a minimum of 15, you're going to win more weeks than you lose. So uh, I like Keenan Allen just for that consistency. Gorilla, what do you think about the uh, Keenan Allen play? Well, I, I love the Keenan Allen play. I think he is. Uh, I think he is underpriced this week too. Honestly, with him making the return, uh, anytime with with Mike Williams in there, I think that's going to be a very high scoring game. That's why I like Justin Herbert. Anytime, any game that ends up being a shootout, Keenan Allen's going to play a part of that. Uh, I, he's a safe play to find the end zone. He's always a safe play to find the end zone, or at least get a look in the end zone. No, I, I like the Keenan Allen play. I think he's going to be an absolutely smart play at wide receiver this week. Uh, I, I do. I, I'm looking forward to that Thursday night game. I think that that's going to be a really good football game. Yeah, I do as well. Uh, all right, Grilla, let's uh, script the bottom of the barrel. Who's your super saver wide receiver this week? I'm going to talk about your beloved Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going Devontae Smith. Uh, with Watkins out on COVID protocol, Devontae Smith is going to be seeing a little bit more action than he has other weeks. I think uh, I, I, I really like the play. He's at 5,900. The Washington football team gives up a lot of points to receivers. They are ranked 30th in points to receivers in this one. So, and giving up fantasy points to receivers. So, no, they give up an absolute ton. The secondary is absolutely awful for the Washington football team. I'm looking for that to continue. I'm looking for Devontae Smith to be an absolute beast in this game. AJ, what do you think of that? Talking about your beloved team here. So I do like Devonta Smith this week. I think uh, after the way things went at the end of the uh, Giants game where uh, he was open and Jalen Hurts missed him on the last play of the game. Uh, and then he threw it to Jalen Rager, who dropped his second game winning touchdown in the last 30 seconds of that game. Um, I, I think they're going to really make it a point to get him the football this week. Uh, they had a whole bye week to work on it. They get a Washington defense that's ravaged by injuries and COVID. They have been getting better. The Washington defense has been getting better, which is evidenced by what they did uh, against Dak Prescott last week. Uh, but I I think that uh, Devonta Smith should be a good, if you want to take a chance on a cheap receiver this week, Devonta Smith is a good chance to take. Uh, I'm going a little bit different direction. I'm going with Jerry Judy at 6,100 for the Broncos. Um, we all saw it last week. You have to beat the Bengals by throwing the football. And Jerry Judy is the main beneficiary of that. Since he's returned from injury, he's averaging eight targets a game. He's getting the majority of the targets in that Bengals passing game. He hasn't found the end zone. He has zero touchdowns this season. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy was a top 10 wide receiver or top 10 pick last year at wide receiver. He's one of the best receivers in football. He's the best receiver on the Broncos and he hasn't scored yet this season. I think that ends this week. So for 6,100 and I'm saying he's going to score. I mean, you're going to pay off your salary right there. If he gets six catches for 80 yards and a touchdown, I mean, you're at, 17 fantasy points at 6,100. You can't go wrong there. So I think this is a great matchup for Jerry Judy. Gorilla, what's your uh, feelings on that? I, I do think it's a good play. Uh, 
I, I do like Jerry Judy this week. My only concern is really that Bronco passing game really hasn't shown a whole lot of life this season. Uh, well, I do agree. We all saw it last week. The way to beat the Bengals is to throw the ball against them. I am not a fan of that Bronco passing game. Do I think if the passing game shows any sort of life, it's going to head in the Judy's direction? I do, but I think you are taking a chance there. Taking a chance, and I don't have any faith in the Denver uh, quarterback situation at all to be successful in that game. All right, let's talk about an overpriced wide receiver. Who do you think is not worth their inflated salary this week? The most expensive wide receiver in FanDuel is Cooper Cup. This is probably the first time I've ever talked ill of Cooper Cup this season. Uh, he is going against the number one defense against wide receivers in the NFL, the Seattle Seahawks, a division rival. Uh, we talked about Seattle earlier and Henderson being a fantastic play. Well, Seattle really struggles to stop the run. They're absolutely dominant when it comes to stopping the pass. Uh, I think Cooper Cup may find a measure of some success in this one if the Rams are able to establish a play action. However, I don't think he's going to put up enough points that it's going to be worth the $9,000 that they're charging him in your FanDuel and DraftKings leagues. AJ, what do you think about Cooper Cup? Uh, Cooper cup is a solid wide receiver. He's, we know he's going to get the targets, uh, with Odell Beckham being a COVID protocol, his target share probably goes up a little bit. Um, at nine K I mean, at nine K you're basically saying, okay, I'm expecting Cooper cup to get me 27 points, which consistently he's done most of the season, but you're taking a big chance that he's going to pay off that salary. And wide receivers seem here too volatile to pay that kind of money for and hope that, especially in a matchup against Seattle, where we know that they have a, a better secondary than they do, uh, you know, a run defense. So we kind of assume that this game is going to be kind of more of a Daryl Henderson game than a Matt Stafford game to start with. Uh, yeah, I just don't like Cooper Cup's chances this week either. Um my overpriced wide receiver, I kind of talked about him. I know you liked him uh, as your uh, payoff guy in Debo Samuel. Uh, if I told you that Debo Samuel last week had one target for 22 yards, one target, one catch for 22 yards, the two weeks before that, because he missed a week with the groin injury. So two weeks before that, he had four targets. He had one catch in 12 yards. And the week before that, at Jacksonville, who we know is not good, he had two targets, one reception for 15 yards, uh, and then the week before that against the Rams, he had five targets. He did turn them all into five catches, 97 yards on touchdown. But anybody that's getting, let's see, 12 targets over a four-week span. So he's averaging three targets a week over his last four games. That's not healthy production, or that's not healthy volume fantasy-wise. And I know that they've been using him in that kind of Cordero Patterson role because of the injuries at running back. But how the problem I see with that is can it be consistent production, especially with Debo coming off of the groin injury? Uh, I mean, like I said, he had the one target last week. He, the only thing that really saved him last week is he had a rushing touchdown. He only had 12 fantasy points last week. Uh, three weeks ago, he only had 15 uh, 
And then against the Vikings, he had 20 because of his rushing, again, because of his rushing touchdowns in that one. Uh, so, I mean, really he's being – his fantasy production is being buoyed uh, by running yards and running, rushing touchdowns when they get inside the 20. I, I don't think that is sustainable, especially for a receiver that uh, currently is still working through a groin injury. So I don't think he's worth his price this week. Um, Gorilla, I know you kind of don't really agree with me there because uh, you put him as your fantastic matchup pay-up player. But uh, do you think any of those concerns are valid? Uh, no, I do think those concerns are valid. Uh, I do think, though, I mean, coming off of the groin injury, I think that is part of what hampered his production last week is he really wasn't around much of the game. He wasn't targeted much. I think he took a lighter workload to finish getting over the groin injury. Uh, I mean, I've been playing season-long leagues, and I have two leagues that both have – I both have Debo Samuel on both of them. And he's been – I mean, throughout the season, yeah, he's had a couple off games when he's been injured or dealing with, with injuries, groin injuries and this and that. But as a season overall, he's been a safe a safe play for me every week at wide receiver that the Niners are playing. He, he's put up decent numbers in this one. So I do get what you're saying. I still think he's going to be an absolute beast this week. I think he's got a fantastic matchup. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to our mid-tier duds this week. Uh, Gorilla, who do you think is a mid-tier wide receiver that uh, is not going to put up the numbers they should? I'm going to Mike Evans for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he's 7,400 and he's going against a very tough Saints secondary. Uh, yeah, sometimes the Saints have been burnt by things, but as in overall, uh, I, I just don't like that matchup. The other thing that you got to think of anytime you're, you're taking a wide receiver who plays for a team when Tom Brady is quarterback is Tom Brady loves to spread the ball around and get it into all sorts of different people's hands. They have Godwin. They have Braid, they have Gronk, they have Perriman, they have all AJ Green, or not, well, not AJ Green, what am I saying? But they have all sorts of fantastic wide receivers on this team here, and Tom Brady likes to get the ball in every single one of their hands. It makes it hard to pick which wide receiver is going to be the touchdown guy this week. It's hard to really make that sort of judgment, so I don't like Mike Evans this week. Not against that Saints defense, and not with Tom Brady throwing the ball. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, I think Mike Evans kind of, he's the guy that they look for towards the end zone a lot. He does have a lot of red zone targets. So, uh, that kind of helps his production, but really the guy between the twenties and the, and the guy that, uh, Tom Brady's really started making a good connection with is Chris Godwin he had 14 catches against Buffalo. I mean, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, monster production right there. Uh, Chris Godwin just puts up numbers and that's, that's really all he does. Um, you know, Tom Brady's looking his way uh, for third down, short yardage at, all over the field in any, almost any situation is Chris Godwin. So that really hurts Mike Evans value. Uh, the one thing that helps him, Mike Evans value is that Antonio Brown isn't playing. So, uh, you know, take that for what it's worth, but yeah, I, I think uh, Chris Godwin is the better of the two. I don't like Mike Evans' price this week. Uh, my mid-tier dud is going to be Hollywood Brown 
He has failed to hit 10 fantasy points in five of his last seven games. Lamar Jackson has a bump ankle and they face an underrated Packers pass defense. So I just don't like the matchup for him in this one. Grillo, what do you think about Hollywood Brown? Honestly, when I was looking for mid-tier duds, Hollywood Brown was the other one I was going to pick in this one. Uh, I, I'm not a fan. I'm really I, – I feel like I'm picking on the Ravens in here. The Ravens are a good team, and I'm not saying that they aren't a good team here, but it, it's a very tough week for them dealing with injuries against a very tough Green Bay team. I, I don't like Hollywood Brown one bit in this. I think the 6700 while it's a cheaper price, I still don't think he's worth it. I think, I think that's a trap waiting to happen. All right, and uh, let's move on to our tight ends. Uh, who are you going to pay up for at tight end this week? Oh, I love George Kittle this week. I think George Kittle is going to be an absolutely fantastic play. He's the most expensive tight end actually uh, available in FanDuel against that Atlanta Falcons team. Uh, he's kind of being held out of Wednesday's practice because he has knee soreness, but they're saying that he's – definitely golden to play against an Atlanta team that gives up so much points in the air on top of George Kittle has been absolutely on fire the last few weeks. Uh, he's continuing to show that, that he is a top dog for this, for this San Francisco 49ers team. I'm looking for that to continue against the Atlanta Falcons. AJ, what do you think of George Kittle? I love George Kittle this week. Uh, 27 targets in his last two weeks, plus three touchdowns. He's very involved. Uh, that kind of, I mean, if you look at it over the last three weeks is when Debo Samuel's targets have kind of started to tail off and those, that's when George Kittle's kind of picked it up. So it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo really found George Kittle and the value that he brings to that offense. So I like for that to continue against this Falcons defense. That's going to get torched this week. Um, Gorilla, who do you like as a super saver tight end this week? I'm going Hunter Henry for the new England Patriots in a game we've been talked about at all. Uh, they're playing against the Indianapolis Colts, and I think it's going to be an absolutely great game. Uh, I honestly don't like a whole lot of the New England offense in this one outside of Hunter Henry. That has kind of been the Colts' defensive Achilles heel. They they give up a lot of points to tight ends, and we've seen that be really the big thing that is useful against the Indy team. Hunter Henry's only 6000 in your fan to least. He's very, very affordable. I think I'm, I don't trust Mac Jones to be able to get the ball to the outside. I don't like the running situation there in New England with Ray Stevenson and the rest of those guys. I'm looking for Mac Jones to be going after Hunter Henry in this game. We know Bill Belichick is not afraid to really lean on a tight end as he did with Gronk for a number of years. What do you think of the Hunter Henry play? Uh, I don't mind the Hunter Henry play, but I'm going cheaper than that. <laughs> oh. I am going scraping the absolute bottom at 4,500 on FanDuel. Ricky Seals-Jones. Ricky Seals-Jones is the new number one tight end in Washington after Logan Thomas tore his ACL. He also happens to face an Eagles defense that gives up more points to tight ends than anyone else in fantasy this season. Philly's defense has been notoriously bad against tight ends, and it's been that way for for years now. Not just weeks, not just most of the season. It's been that way for almost three years that they are absolutely bad at covering tight ends. Now, Taylor Heineke's banged up. We know Brian Allen or whoever their backup is is kind of on the COVID list. Also, whoever starts at quarterback this week is going to throw to the tight end. 
it, it doesn't matter. Uh, it really, to me, it doesn't matter at all who who is at quarterback. They're going to target the tight end against Philly. And especially with Terry McLaurin and concussion protocol, that means Ricky Seals-Jones or, uh, you know, Ricky Seals-Jones is obviously the only tight end that's going to be running routes uh, for Washington. The rest of our tight ends are mostly blocking tight ends. So he's in line for a decent day. Uh, and even if he gets you three catches for 30 yards, he pays off his salary. That's all you need him to do. If you're getting, if you're paying 4,500 for Ricky Seals Jones, you only need him to get you four and a half points or five points. That's it. If he hits the end zone, you're way ahead of the game. You've already picked up, you know, that makes up for maybe that uh, wide receiver that you picked you thought was going to be great and they busted on you or, uh, you know, a running back that gets hurt in the second quarter or something like that. That extra six points is huge. And I think he has a big opportunity to find the end zone in this one uh, just based on volume. So, Gorilla, what do you think about Ricky Seals-Jones? Well, I, I think it's a fantastic play. I think it's really nailing the Eagles' uh, Eagles issues defensively on the head going after him. I think it's a fantastic cheap play in there my only concern there is uh, can Heineke even get the ball out of his hands and to get it to him and we know he's playing banged up I don't know who their backup is anymore with their backup on the COVID list Uh, that's my my only concern there is somebody to actually get the ball in Ricky Seals Jones hands but if there's somebody that can I think it's a great play yeah, I mean, obviously the rest of that, that quarterback situation is a little bit worth it to monitor, but you also have to remember Ricky Seals-Jones is like the check down option and the guy that goes across the middle. He's not running the seam routes like uh, some of the other big tight ends out there. Yeah, uh, Gorilla, who are you going to sit this week at tight end? Who do you not like at tight end this week? Oh, TJ Hawkinson for the Detroit Lions going against that Arizona Cardinals defense. Uh, look, he's he didn't play last week with a hand injury. He hasn't practiced uh he didn't practice today being Wednesday but they're still feeling confident that he's going to make his return this week I don't trust a tight end who's getting off of a hand injury he's an awfully tough to catch the ball uh Detroit's playing against a very tough Arizona Cardinals team uh their defense is decent there for Arizona uh, I I do not trust T.J. Hawkinson, if he plays this week, as as somebody that actually likes him, and I really do like T.J. Hawkinson, I think he's a fantastic tight end. This is really a bad matchup for him. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Hawkinson either in that game. I think uh, there's just not going to be a whole lot of scoring on the Detroit side of things. So uh, I'll avoid him. I don't like Kyle Pitts this week. I won't start him. Even at 5,800, he had two big weeks earlier in the season, and really now he's below mid-tier pricing because he just can't score. Uh, he's facing a 49ers defense that's third against opposing tight ends, giving up only 6.6 points a week. Uh, there's cheaper options out there that are going to use you the same amount of points, such as uh, Ricky Seals-Jones or uh, Hunter Henry, for instance. Even Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz this week for uh, Arizona, if DeAndre Hopkins is out, which it looks like he's going to be, and if they're still missing Chase Edmonds, if he doesn't come back off of IR and James Conner has that ankle injury, that boosts, I mean, Zach Ertz at 5,700, I think he is, is like a fantastic play this week. I would rather play him than Kyle Pitts this week. So uh, I'm sitting Kyle Pitts. 
And uh, what do you what do you think about that Kyle Pitts matchup? No, no, that, it's not a good play. Not not for that price. Uh, I mean, you're you're really kind of banking that he has a game like you did early in the season. And I don't think you're going to see a game like that out of Kyle Pitts until the Atlanta Falcons team is fully healthy again. And I'm talking Calvin Ridley. Uh, I think that'll open things up and then to be able to throw to somebody like Kyle Pitts. But I think there's no really good throwing options there. So defenses have no problem covering everybody, including the tight ends uh, against when they're going against Atlanta. I don't think it's a good play at all. All right, and uh, let's move on to our defense and special team starts and sits here. Uh, Give me the defense that you are going to play this week. I am going with the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. I know that seems incredibly wild to say, but they're 3,600, and the Houston Texans are the 29th ranked offense they've been shot out i mean more times than me trying to date women uh you know i'm i am not a fan one bit of the houston texans offense i the jacksonville defense the houston houston texan offense really to turn the ball over i think this is a great game for the jacksonville defense at such a cheap price why not why not you can get your five points you expect out of a defense out of this one Yeah, I like that option. Uh, If you want to pay up, I really like Dallas this week against the Giants. We know the Giants are turnover prone, uh, especially with Mike Glennon at the helm. Uh, They just got word that Daniel Jones is going to be out this week. He's not even cleared for contact yet. So Mike Glennon is the starter for the uh, Giants this week. Uh, We've seen that Dallas secondary uh, ball hawk all over the place and they are they are just getting turnovers the defense is scoring touchdowns they have pick sixes scooping scores uh off of strip sacks i mean they're just doing the most right now i'm gonna ride the hot hand even though they're 4600 i'll pay up for dallas uh gorilla who's the defense you're avoiding this week Kansas city uh thursday night against the la chargers i just think that's gonna be a really high scoring game uh, we've talked about liking Keenan Allen. We've talked about liking Justin Herbert. I, I like, I mean, anytime you put KC and the Chargers, KC against another team that puts up big numbers, you always get a shootout. The KC defense hasn't been getting the turnovers this year. They're 4,500. When you can, when you can get Dallas, who's pretty much the same price, why would you go after KC? Yeah, I actually, I, I wrote down the exact same thing that you just said. So I'm also avoiding Kansas City this week at 4500 For $100 more, you get a Dallas defense that's averaging 10 points a week for a defense, which is fantastic. Uh, I'm avoiding uh, the Chiefs because Herbert generally doesn't take a lot of sacks. He's fairly mobile. Uh, he makes mostly good decisions with the football. He does have some games where he'll throw some interceptions, but this is a home game for them. I, I don't like Kansas City on the road in this game. They're going to give up a bunch of points. They're not going to be able to get a whole lot of turnovers. They're not going to be able to get to Herbert at the at quarterback to get sacks to get you some points there. So 4500 I think, for the Chiefs is way overpriced. I'm avoiding them completely. Uh, Gorilla, that wraps us up for our new format and for Week 15. Um, anything to add before we... Nope, nope. I, I once again will be freezing myself and the Buffalo Bills Stadium and a game we didn't talk about at all because let's be real, the Bills-Panthers game has no good fantasy options 
whatsoever. There's too many question marks as what team's going to show up for both of them. Uh, but I will be freezing myself in the stadium. Yeah, we really didn't talk about the game too much. I think the Josh Allen uh, foot slash ankle injury really kind of shot us both away from that game. But, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> layer up out there in Buffalo. Uh, I'll be sitting here warm in uh, Carolina Panthers territory and, and Raleigh and, you know, staying warm. I think it's going to be in the 60s this weekend, so be jealous. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, if uh, if anybody uh, has any questions, uh, obviously you can shoot us some questions on or ask us any of your questions. We're on Facebook. You can hit us up on, uh, you know, through email as well. Um, and ask us any of your lineup questions. But that's going to wrap us up this week for Gorilla. I am AJ, and we'll see you in week 16.